All right, this is Robin Riley along with Val Prax, and this is Garden Gab. I'm kind of helping Joe out this week, and I'm so happy to have Val in with me. Val has been part of the Extension Office for years and years and years, and now she, of course, has always been a master gardener. So this is a good fit for you to come in and help out with Garden Gab. I enjoy doing Garden Gab. I've been doing it for a while, but I must admit this is really fun to be here live in the <laughs> studio with you, Robin. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. I, I Joe was so busy now doing news for both stations, and I had told him, you know what, send Val in because <laughs> we're kind of friends anyway, so this is a fun chat for us yes. to get together. Here we are. I cannot believe we are already into this month of October, more than halfway through already. And certain things happen in certain seasons. That is the joy of gardening, certainly. Exactly. So, Val, talk a little bit. I know you wanted to kind of touch on uh, bulbs and garlic and give us a little insight into that right now. This is the time of year, in addition to all the cleanup, and we can talk about garden yeah. cleanup a little bit too and what should and shouldn't be cleaned up right now, but it also is the time for planting, and a lot of people don't okay. think about that, but it is the perfect time right now this week when it's nice out to plant the garlic and our hardy bulbs like the tulips and daffodils. And so you should be acquiring those now. Make sure you go to a good garden center and get a high-quality one. Um, I had the question about garlic again this year. Don't use the garlic in the grocery store, please. Okay. You know, some people will plant potatoes when they sprout eyes in the grocery store. That's not a good idea for potatoes, and it's not a good idea for garlic. So explain why, so, Well, Why is that? Well, often they're treated. Okay. So, so that's they deal. may sprout, but that doesn't mean they're really going to grow and mature. And if they've been treated, you've got chemicals in there that you probably don't want to be feeding your family in a few months. So you want to get the garlic and the potatoes, for example. Of course, we're not doing potatoes right now. Right. But you want the ones that you buy at your local garden center or wherever you go to get your, your items like that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Online or in the garden center or someplace like that. Buy good quality planting garlic. Not okay. eating garlic. That is the difference. It's, now, here's yes. a question. On, this is someone who's never planted garlic. Are there different varieties, much like there's different kinds of potatoes? Oh, yes. There are, there's two main types. They're called hardneck and softneck. Okay. The hardneck are the best ones to plant here. They're the hardiest. Okay. And also, if you're a fan of the garlic scapes, uh, the green growing part at the top where it forms a little bit of a bulb in the spring, only the hardneck varieties produce those scapes, which are a nice, mild garlic flavor. I okay. use them in stir fries and various other things uh, so when they're, they're ready. They're not quite as potent as, as the actual garlic. It's very mild. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, a very, it's, it's like a garlic-flavored onion almost. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're a nice thing to have, but they only grow on the hard neck. Okay. And that's also a better keeper uh, variety. You can also buy the soft neck garlic. And the hard neck, you know it's a hard neck when you open the clove up because it's got that piece of stem that goes all the way through it. The commercial kind that we buy in the grocery store that we use at home that, uh, that I buy when I run out of my own garlic doesn't have that in. Those are grown in California and they're the soft neck kinds. That's the difference. Right. And their climate is much milder. So that variety grows better there. Now, you can plant soft neck here, and a lot of people prefer the flavor of it. But the hard neck tend to grow better here and are easier to grow. Don't plant the whole clove. I've actually seen people do that, put the entire garlic clove in the ground. No, open it up, separate it into the little pieces, 
and then put each one individually in the ground. Kind of like when you cut a potato, you cut the eyes out. You don't put the whole potato in. You just break the cloves apart and plant the individual cloves, not the entire garlic bulb. So you put them in individually, put them in with the pointed end up, because if you watched them grow, that's where the growth comes out is the skinny part, the, the pointed end. Put them in a couple, three inches underground, cover them up good, water them good, no need to fertilize, and then mulch them. That will do two things. Uh, one is it helps conserve the moisture, and it also helps with the temperature change of the soil. You know, we're going to have several freezing and thawing periods this fall yet, and we will in the spring when it starts warming up. Okay. So it just helps keep the soil temperature more uniform. Makes sense. So again, yeah. you said how many inches down, Val? Two to three. Two to three. Could you grow them inside or no? No, they don't do well because they're like uh, rhubarb and hostas and other things. They need the cold. Gotcha. Okay. Or tulip bulbs. All of those things need the cold. So you won't get a good crop if you try to grow them indoors. They need the winter cold. And that's why we plant them now. They want to sit in the ground over the winter. And they'll be one of the first things that comes up in the spring. How cool is that? Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. Now, are there other bulbs being, again, a non-master gardener and not really much of a gardener? Fred's the guy who does all at our house. Are there other bulbs, too, this time of year that you want to do? Most definitely. I have a, a bunch of tulip bulbs and daffodils, and I think I've got a few crocus yet to plant. Those are good things to put in the ground anytime now until the ground freezes. Again, follow the, the depth directions on the package, like tulip bulbs go about six inches down, crocus only go a couple inches. Just read the, the package, it'll tell you how deep to plant them. But you've got up until the ground freezes to get those in the ground. It's not a rush. Yes, and we're already looking at possibly this weekend, maybe saying at least 60s yes. again. So you feel like you, oh, you can breathe a little bit. It's yes. not all happening tomorrow, so to speak. Yeah. No, I'm going to plant mine when it's a little bit warmer out. So yeah, I don't blame you a <laughs> it's bit. It's just sitting there waiting. And a, another fun thing is I buy extra bulbs, especially hyacinths and crocus, okay. and I put them in the refrigerator. Really? Okay. And I leave them there until January. Then in January, I take them out and I plant them in shallow trays, you know, almost like you use for succulents, and uh, put them in a sunny window and water them. And I have wonderful color and fragrance in the house come February. That is a great idea. So, yes, go ahead and do that too. That's a good thing to do with the bulbs. You were talking about what to do this time of year with cleanup yes. and that kind of thing. Give us some ideas. There are a lot of things you can clean up right now and just have done with. And that's the grassy type things like your irises and daylilies. You can cut all those back okay. and clean that up. The uh, Some things you want to be careful of. You want to leave things that have uh, flower heads on them, um, like uh, Joe Pieweed and some of your daisies and coneflowers and those things, because the birds will keep eating away on those seed heads over the winter. Okay. So leave those there. The other important thing is to provide habitat for our pollinators. If a plant has a hollow stem, then you should leave it there because there's probably bees living in it for the winter. Good point. The rule of thumb is grassy things you can cut back. Uh, uh, most of the other taller things you should probably leave because they either have seed heads or they're hollow stems and could be winter habitat for pollinators. Okay, so just good reminders there because we want to take care of our friends, our little yes, pollinator friends. most definitely. We need them more than ever. What do they do in the wintertime? Well, there's um, 
the ground nesting bees, they're already in hibernation. They burrow underground. Some of them are in tree trunks in, you know, various insect holes in the trees. Others burrow themselves. And I found several nests. I found one right in the middle of our lawn recently. And also I found a number of them close to the hostas, hmm. which have mulch around them. Um, so they're just burrowed in and they're just going to hibernate in there. There's also the orchard bees, which pollinate our apples and blueberries and raspberries and all those things. A lot of people put out bee houses for them, and yeah. they're hibernating in there. Okay. Uh, the babies are. Sure. The adults have passed away. They live one season, so they're gone. Okay. But the new crop is hibernating away in their little bee houses for the winter. So, But they also use our hollow stem plants a lot so that's so important so leave those there so i've got a, a few irises to cut back yet but most of the rest is going to sit there for the winter now we just need the time to get it done right Val? exactly it's but always, we got nice so, days coming we do we have some nice ones coming up this weekend we'll take advantage although we are low on moisture so oh, we my should goodness. all be hoping for more rain because you it's not right. good to go into winter this this dry, dry soil absolutely yes all right my dear well i think we're probably up on our time today but as always it's a pleasure and valprax again is a master gardener if someone wants more information tout that the minnesota extension office some of the information or university of minnesota i think is what you tell yep. you can go to the university of minnesota extension website which is extension.umn.edu or call the extension office in your county Okay. I know we're reaching several counties yes. here. So call your county extension office. It's affiliated with the courthouse. Okay. So you should be able to find it in the county government listings. Sounds good. As always, it's a pleasure, my dear. Thank you for your time. I enjoy talking to you always, Robin.